Hello, wonderful listeners, and welcome to the first episode of this season of Imole. I want to say a big thank you to everyone who supported the last season and a big welcome to those of you who are here joining us for the first time. I am your lovely host, Elumi, and as usual, I have a very, very special guest with me today. You know I had to start the season, right? So I have Tobe Ifain with me today, and she's a wellness advocate, yoga instructor, instructor, feng shui expert, and communications consultant. She's an intuitive healer, passionately committed to supporting others in creating the best version of themselves through their own unique path. Tobe has facilitated wellness workshops for the WHO, Union Bank of Nigeria, Social Media Week, and much more. So please help me welcome the lovely Tobe Ifain. Hello, Tobe. How are you doing? Hi. <laughs> lovely to have you on Thank my show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Who else will I have, please? <laughs> so you know, tell us First, first, uh, first guest of 2023 is it big something. Ah, uh, it is. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy year. I mean, so far, I'm, when our listeners are listening to you, they understand what I mean by a crazy year, especially for us Nigerians. So yes, it definitely is a big thing. Yeah. So yes. please tell us more about your background, like where you grew up, how you were raised, how you came about being, you know, this wellness person. So before you were to be the wellness instructor, who are you? How did you grow up? Uh, um, I'm, um, I grew up in Lagos, uh, Ikoi specifically. Um, I grew up the youngest of eight. So I grew up uh, basically like a, an only child in a big old house, you know, so an only child around a lot of uh, old people, older people. And what that meant was I became a visual learner and sort of a natural explorer, you know, so shout out to all the last ones listening. You know, we had to like, we had to make it work for ourselves. So I just got, I was just always really curious. I, I was a brownie. Um, I love doing things outdoors. Uh, my mother is a very hands-on kind of chick. So it just sort of rubbed off on me as I got older. Um, my eldest brother is a tennis pro. Uh, another brother of mine was a rugby player as well. So sports really just came naturally to me. And um, that evolved into yoga as I got older. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you're one of those naturally athletic people that I used to wish I was like, because <laughs> <laughs> my own talent is more like musical, writing, drama, not in athletics. But let me just tell you one thing, though. I could swim. That's one thing I realized. I was like, okay, maybe this is my natural sport. Everyone has their thing. But do I swim often? No. That's another story. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, how did you get into yoga? Like, what's the story of how you became 
you know, this person who's into like alternative, more alternative pathways like yoga, meditation, feng shui, like more different things. How did you get into this lifestyle as a Nigerian? So I, uh, I used to love doing gymnastics when I was younger. And uh, so gymnastics and track and field. And I didn't really have the opportunity to engage in sports uh, in uni. But, uh, you know, fast forward uh, post uni, um, I had my son in my late 20s and I had a bout of postpartum depression, which is something we don't talk about enough. And my doctor told me if you've had depression before in your life, you know, postpartum depression is the cocoa of all. <laughs> Of all, of, of all depressions. And, uh, but it, it also, you know, really took me on a, it brought me to where I am today. Um, I had a fantastic therapist. Uh, his name is Bill Richards. If you ever get a chance to see uh, the Netflix special, How to Change Your Mind, Bill Richards is there. And... He never advocated for me to go on any kind of medications. Um, it was a very difficult time in my life. Um, I had a lot of things going on and he told me that I needed to change my lifestyle. I needed to change my life. And he advised me that there was no real blueprint. There's no blueprint. There's no timeline. It's a journey that you start and you just keep at it. And gradually you will see those changes happen. So for me, during that time, I was uh, separating from my son's father just to, you know, be straight up and just give everybody context, like, you know, life was really happening. Um, and so I had to use all the resources I had around. And I started going to the gym again. And I took a yoga class. I kind of dabbled with like yoga videos and stuff. Uh, but you know, this is the reason why they tell you to go to a class. It's a completely different experience. And I had never been pushed that way. It was the hardest one hour, one of the hardest one hours of my life. And I can't explain how I felt afterwards, but it just was, you know, it was just, you know, it was, it was my little life bulb, light bulb moment. And so I just carried on. And uh, yeah, so when I moved back to Nigeria a couple of years later, it became a really big part of how I maintained myself 
And I figured for me that if I started teaching, it would hold me accountable to myself and to others. You know, and I just helped trick my way, <laughs> I tricked myself into doing it. Um, I shouldn't say trick myself, but you know, um, yeah. So that's how, that's how it started. And it's been about uh, seven years now since that point. Yeah. So that's mm. how I started yoga. That's actually quite beautiful. That's a very beautiful story, you know, in terms of how you actually were able to overcome a tough time. And that's why I have you on this podcast, because I talk a lot about mental health and wellness. And it's good to have people who have been through these things, who've been through like serious bouts of depression and other sorts of mental illnesses come up come on onto my podcast, my platform and say, I've been through this and I was able to turn my life around and I've made a business out of it and I'm doing so well. Like there is hope, you know, I strongly feel like a lot of things we go through are a part of our transformation process and in return help us transform the world around us. So that is, it's, it's painful, it's a painful process, but it's a gift. Like I won't be here today talking about yoga and mental health and have a podcast if I didn't deal with depression myself. So I really understand where you're coming from to be. Straight up. I, I mean, and just to kind of write off what you said, like, you know, like, you know, when you come back from abroad and like, you know, you have all your stuff and, you know, like my iPad got stolen, my phone died, my Mac died and I ran out of Nag Champa. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, Did like... I... <laughs> yeah, you know, like... That is you know, an stick, guys, in case you don't yeah. know. So some incense that helps incense. calm me down. Not the ordinary incense. What is the blue pack? You know, the correct yeah. one. I have in the, like, me. Yes. <laughs> and when I was down to that last pack, I was like, oof, Okay. You know, like, this is it, girl. You know, like, you've, you've, you've run out of all the things that kind of kept you within your comfort zone. So it's you and your yoga mats, your little playlist, whatever, you know. So, yeah, it just allowed me to fully mentally reintegrate you know, and integrates into where I am, like just in fully making that connection. So, yeah. Oh, and another thing I wanted to say. So you said transformational. So my brand is called TI Wellness. And it started with, you know, initially I called it, uh, you know, Tobefai Wellness. But during lockdown, I was like, ah, this is not, you know, this is, this isn't quite where, um, this doesn't quite define, you know, the, the, the journey, you know, that, that you started. So I renamed it, uh, transformational intuitive wellness, um, 
because change as it relates to you should be transformational. And if it doesn't come from you intuitively, it's never going to work. So that's what TI wellness means. I like that. I like that a lot. And I was going like, my follow-up question was going to be, how has yoga impacted your life? I think you've spoken a little bit about that, but what has really, really changed? It helped you through depression and all, but it's like, what strong thing, if you're going to like summarize it into a few points, what are those few points or those few things that have really turned around in your life? Okay. Uh, number one is intentional living. I, I, I live more intentionally now. I, I think I, I always have, but it's, it's something now that outwardly people can see around me, you know, that's number one. Uh, number two is mental resilience. I handle things differently now. I, I don't, I, I, I don't hold on to things the way I used to. It takes a lot to really upset me, you know, as before, or I, I find that I, I recoil, I recoil faster. My other friend, uh, that's our new analogy. We, re we recoil faster from life now. And, you know, I'm sexier. I'm not going to lie. You know, there has to be a dash of vanity, you know, involved. Oh, you know, like, that's yeah, 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 I've seen some, <laughs> you know, during during lockdown, I did three things. I, I started cycling, I did yoga and uh, a lot of body weight training. But yoga being like my core practice um, and like muscles started popping out of places. You know, and I was just like, oh, for real? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love what I see when I look in the mirror. So an advantage, Inside an extra, extra advantage of yoga is it makes you sexy. I know this firsthand because doing yoga has kept me fit. I won't lie. <laughs> and I just yeah. practice on my phone with my mat and with a couple of YouTube videos. And it feels even good once you get off the mat, like once you're done with a proper practice, you feel so, you know when you, like, it's, the, it's like that runner's high. It's, it's mm -hmm. almost the same thing. Like when, what people call runner's high, I've never experienced runner's high because I don't like to run. But mm -hmm. I think I that from yoga, you know, that feeling of just bliss once you get to a certain level. And that's after a hard workout when you're sweating and you make it through after like 40 minutes of yoga, you're like, ah, oh, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made it. To no. I did not give up. You didn't give up. But, but the real practice is off the mat. You know, the, the real practice is off the mat. The real essence of yoga is what's, what's happening with your life outside of the mat, you know, and how, how you, maintain that connection with yourself outside of the mat. Like when you, when you're aware of that, 
then you're you're really in the game. So do you also meditate? And how important is it to you that's if you meditate? So I I I do. Um but you know to to be to be to be quite honest, I, I do, but I, I have an incredibly active life. So what I do so that I don't feel too uh, so that I'm not hard on myself with the times where I find it hard to just sit still. Um, I do a lot of active, what I call active meditations, um, movement based meditations. So yes, that's, that's what I do now more frequently. And when I'm able to really carve out that time, um, you know, meditation for me might just be you know, when I when I get home from doing some errands, I will just like sit in the car with no music on and just allow myself to to feel. You know, that's really what it is, you know, and if I can close my eyes and really follow that connection, then you know, I'll do that. And it happens very sporadically. It might just be, you know, shutting out all the mental noise around me and just listening to the birds, listening to the sound of the wind with the trees and, you know, just staying connected and just being really grateful, you know. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Oh, and my that's rosary. And your rosary. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I also... Um, I think we're on similar journeys and that's one of the reasons why I... We, love having you on on the show is because I also learned that at first when I was trying to meditate and I put trying using air quotes like I'll be like how can people just do this and sit down for 30 minutes or one hour and there's no nothing no sound so I used to use guided meditations and different things and with time after I had what I would call a kundalini awakening which I'll explain later possibly a different episode mm -hmm. I I learned that I just wanted to be silent at certain times just enjoying that silence, turning off everything, which is which was very hard for me because I really love music and I love listening to shows, podcasts, watching things, but I had to turn off everything and just be in the moment. But that's by listening to the yeah. birds, listening to the sound around, the wind, even just feeling. Like sometimes an easy way to be in the moment is feeling something. You can be rubbing your thigh and feeling like you're, because now I'm wearing leggings, so you can be feeling the material, you can be feeling stuff. That keeps you present in the now. You're not worried about what's going to happen in the future or ruminating about what's already happened. It's just about what's going on right in front of you, where you are now and finding your center. And I think that's a very, very important way to meditate because through that, by doing that, I feel like your spirit or your inner self also speaks to you a lot more during those moments. That's what some spiritual people will call downloads but you get it more because it's quiet. You know, you're not listening to anyone else. You're listening to yourself, your own inner voice, your own inner wisdom, which is also very, very important. I think it's even more important than listening to other people after a certain stage. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. 
true. And I, you know, I think that, you know, I, I, I feel like with all these things, you know, especially, especially, you know, and for the African listeners, you know, for the African listeners, Nigerians, like, we have our own sense of dynamics, you know, and it's important that we really respect the challenges that we face that are so unique to us in this hemisphere. And, you know, all of these things, you know, the headspace, the guided meditations, they're great when you can tune into them, you know, when you can, um, when you can carve out the space to get into them. But when you can't, you know, sometimes the times that we would sort of stress too much about, you know, you can't stress yourself about not meditating. You know, it's so counterproductive. And it's like, okay, so a, a great way to, a great way to meditate is, and this is, this is what I used to do when I was in the office. Um, I would have my headphones, my earbuds in and have no music on. And in the midst of all the activity happening in the office, I'm listening to myself breathe, you know? That's a really good one. So we really overthink it, you know, a quick prayer, a quick um, moment of, you know, appreciation for, you know, a really good moment, a really great day. And, you know, you're good to go. Or just putting on your favorite song, you know, like a feel-good playlist. And just, you know, connecting with that, there are different ways, you know, to arrive at that same point of uh, fulfillment. It's just about, you know, really asking yourself what you need right now at that moment. Hmm. Very true. So, like, Meditation and yoga are all a part of self-awareness to a certain extent for me at least. How, what will you say are the biggest lessons on your journey to self-awareness? Ooh, the biggest lessons. Um, it's a very ugly process. There's nothing pretty about it. Yeah, I think that would be that that would be the that would be the biggest. And you are only and competition really isn't the right word. But uh, you can only you can't even really match yourself up to who you were, you know, last month, last week, or in that previous relationship, because relationships are really our greatest teachers, you know, in terms of who we are, who we think we are when life happens. So, yeah, 
yeah and and to forgive and to to forgive yourself and really give yourself grace and others grace along the journey mm. like you said it's it's a very it's a very ugly process i'll i'll definitely say but i'll say it's beautiful like what the product is very beautiful because you really learn to love and embrace yourself and and that's why i want to ask you what does self love mean to you when someone says i love myself or when you say you love yourself what do you mean what do you truly mean um when i say when i when i look at self love now i'm in my early 40s um self love for me is how i show up for myself you know how i how do i show up for myself on the not so great days how do i comfort myself when there's nobody to talk to and there's nobody else there you know how do i talk myself out of another packet of chocolate biscuits you know what i mean those those little moments and um so it's 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 also discipline um of my for myself and discipline boundaries and forgiveness you know that's what it looks like for me now mm, boundaries i'll pick up boundaries for me it definitely is boundaries and um also sometimes just accepting that i also have my own wisdom because one thing i used to do before was listen to everybody else but myself and listen to what everyone had to say concerning something and ignore my own intuition and even that also enable people to cross boundaries because people can always tell even if it's very subtle they can always tell when you don't have boundaries or when you don't have a a good self esteem when you have a low self esteem and it's very easy for them to manipulate you and get what they want and most times people think oh that's so horrible they are manipulating but no we all do it we all manipulate people without even knowing we're doing it from time to time and so you don't have to be this bad person to manipulate someone you know what i mean but at the end of the yeah. day it's to you to allow it to choose whether you allow it or not and i think that's that's where boundaries come in and protecting yourself because i and now i think of myself as that child that inner child within me that didn't get the love that she wanted so i think when i'm protecting myself i think i'm protecting her if you get what i mean true 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 and it's a re- it's really important to also add that um trauma never leaves you it it never leaves you like real trauma childhood trauma it it never leaves you and it's important to recognize you know and to do whatever it takes to try and get to a place where you know you can talk about these things and not live in that moment 
you know, I mean, you have to kind of, you, you have to, you know, when you take yourself back to that moment and talking about it, but in not staying in that moment energetically and being able to like shift away from it and neutralize the emotions, you know, sort of surrounding those uh, tough times in your life and just, you know, closing that chapter and just carrying on, getting back to the present you. Yeah, so to anyone who is currently going through um, depression, whether it's postpartum or just in general, or going through a tough time in their lives and they're considering starting a mindfulness practice of some sorts, how will you, what advice will you give to them when they're just at the beginning of this journey? Okay, so the main the main place I always start is cleaning, making your bed, making your bed. Um, it's uh, it's a very simple but uh, very powerful gratitude practice. You know, making your bed, taking care of your bed. You know, changing your sheets every week that sort of thing. And if you are going through a really, really tough time um, mentally, uh, then, you know, by all means, get the help you need, whether that's, you know, if you, if you can afford professional help, do, do get the help that you need. Uh, sometimes you're, you also don't want to, uh, stress your friend circle because your friends are going through stuff as well. So if you need to seek professional help, by all means, do that. But if you are just trying to, you know, create a shift in your life, start with your room. You know, take walks. Sorry, so let me start again properly. Make your bed. <laughs> Clean your room. Open up the windows every morning. Give yourself a very sort of standard routine. You know, do the little things you can do to take care of yourself. Keep a bottle of water beside your bed so that you, you know, it's there. You can drink water first thing in the morning. Take a shower. You know, prepare yourself for the day. It doesn't matter whether you don't have anything to do or or whatever, you know, try and, you know, prepare for the day before a certain time every day, whether it's 9 a.m., 8.30, you know, the earlier the better, you know, tell yourself to prepare for good things and good things will come. You got to at least be ready for it. And another nice way to bring mindfulness into your life is to take walks without music you know if you keep your earbuds in you can hear yourself breathe and it's really about staying connected with your breath your life source so yeah i would say i would say that thank you so much for that because i i feel that's what mindfulness really is you know being present 
oftentimes we always worry about what will be or focus on the past. And I know it sounds very cliche, but if you just try to be present and not try to think too much ahead, now you always plan your day and plan your future and plan your finances. But in your day-to-day, for the most part, instead of focusing on things you cannot change, just being present to me would be the advice I'll give to anyone in that position. And like you said, um, taking walks, going out, when you're very depressed, that can be very hard to do, you know, because everything feels so Mm -hmm. painful. Everything feels so stressful. But remembering that life doesn't have to end here. Yes, you're going through a tough time and you probably won't suddenly get better tomorrow. It's going to take a while. Usually when you're dealing with serious depression, it can take a year for you to feel better again or even more. But knowing that it's a process and there's more life to live ahead, you know what I mean? So don't end it. Don't think it's over. It's never over for you. There's so much more you have to live for. That'll be the advice I'll give to anyone. And please, Toby, tell us where to find you because a lot of people listening to this will be like, I want to try out yoga. So, and you're an amazing yoga instructor. So please tell us where to find you on social media and also where your studio is located. And, you know, any advice for those who just want to start? Like, what should they <laughs> Your first um, yoga session really kicks your butt. So what do I bring to class? You know, what, what do I do? Like, just, you know, <laughs> help her. Okay. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram at TI Wellness. Uh, All my details are there. I have a website coming up. I'm working on it right now. But yes, you can find me on Instagram at TI Wellness. And just find a class. And if you don't like your first class or first instructor, then Try someone else. You know, there's so many things that you, you know, that may make or break the experience from you. It might be, do you like the way the person talks? You know, because they're going to be guiding you through some very, very difficult things. Do you like the way they talk? Do you, and also give yourself a chance to figure out what you like. Maybe you don't like any type of music in class maybe you like music maybe you like uh, a practice that's more fast paced maybe you like something that's a little slower paced maybe you like a class with people more within your age group or younger you know so just give yourself time to figure out what you like but uh, do explore um my wellness journey started oh hate to start throwing out digits here um but it's been about 20 something years for me observing asking questions being curious and when you when you don't have a lot of resources to to get better or to get what you need if you dig deep you'll find what you you'll find what it is you know you'll you'll find what you need you know the universe is indeed 
waiting to help you get to the next get to the next step so yeah just 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 don't stop being curious and you know don't 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 stop that search but it's um it's a it's it's all a connected journey for all of us so just stay in tuned and keep at it thank you so much once again to bay and <laughs> <laughs> i definitely would like to have you back on to talk more about different topics because you're very knowledgeable about a lot. But um, as I said, we'll end there today. So thank you to our listeners for listening and thank you once again. And any closing words? Like, do you have anything else to say that you haven't said? Oh, you know what it is that you need to do? Trust yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself. I guess I'll leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This is fun.